Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. All right, y'all, welcome today. Today I have Patty Pinkney. Is that how you say your last name, Patty? I just know you as Patty, but Pinkney is so lovely. All right, so Patty and I know each other from yoga teacher training that I did a couple of years ago, and Patty taught some of the classes. She taught mindfulness. She taught the business of yoga. Um, Such rich teaching, Patty. And then you wouldn't even know this if you didn't sort of know her background, but Patty also has this marketing background, and she she has worked in branding with um, huge companies like Sprite and Pampers and Minute Maid and Mr. Clean. And I know that was a while back, but um, she still does marketing with these big companies. And I guess you do, Patty. Did you start your own company though? Are you still working? Yes. I try to bring big company marketing to smaller ventures and help people that have a good intention and, um, and want to grow their businesses. Gotcha. And I told Patty what I mostly wanted to talk about today was she is so grounded. So even though she's, you know, in this position where she's helping companies and advising them on marketing and branding, and she's just one of the most grounded people I know. And Patty, you were telling me about how you've learned to see work as a sort of a life lesson for you. Can you tell us? That's right. Well, I think what, what I need to say first is that for me, growth, mindfulness, and getting closer to our own, our own big self, let me put it that way, and life, you know, living life fully is basically everything. It's the reason that we live. So I, like many other people for a long time, have a certain division between my spiritual life and my work or my spiritual life and going to PTA meetings, you know, like I would meditate or I would go on a retreat. um, And then I, I was back to the world, I would say, you know, and forget about what was really important and what was really true with a capital T. So Since many years ago, almost 30 years ago, (laughs) I started um, in this path of mindfulness, learning from big masters like um, Thomas Keating or uh, a person that became my mentor and I love, Don Miguel Ruiz, the author of The Four Agreements, and Michael Singer, who is the master of masters in my heart of um, deep yoga teachings. And by practicing those principles of joy, of life, of happiness, I could see how 
certain parts of my life were filled with that and certain parts of my life were the other parts. Mm -hmm. And little by little, I, as I practice, and I like to say that we become really good at what we practice, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes we practice being sad and we're really good at that. Or yeah. we practice these other things that we don't take us to good places. But as we practice the principles that make start becoming habits and then and then consciousness in our lives there's no way we're going to negotiate not to live like that in every area of our lives yeah that's and the hard part though <laughs> it is it is not easy it's that's why it's a practice you know yeah. we again i want to say we become really good at what we practice and i in my own journey I had, I was really good at practicing being righteous or being, um, you know, sad. Sadness was a big part of that. And, um, or, or, you know, trying to prove that I was right or feeling, trying to make sure that I felt secure mm -hmm. or that I felt all these things. And that means I was not feeling secure. I was not feeling happy. I was not feeling, you know, all of those things. Mm -hmm. And, and that was like in my perception of life that was the way life was yeah um until you know you me them we start start tasting this other alternative which is amazing and i and i'm not saying it in a in a easy way it's a practice and then bringing that to everything we become better at it and we can you know turn the direction of our thoughts or turn the direction of our decision making process or our habits or our i wouldn't say we can change our emotions because that's that's kind of difficult sometimes they just appear mm -hmm. but we could not feed them in the same way or accept them or not paying attention to them like we used to like oh i'm sad <gasps> oh my gosh, I wonder why. And let me yeah. massage this for five years until I think, you know, instead mm -hmm. maybe just saying, well, I'm sad, you know, move on. Yeah. Um, and without dismissing them, of course, I, I am not just saying it's easy, but we become better at those things. And yeah. those and that attitude and that energy permeates everything. Now, work is not an exception. Yes. Work gives us so much material yeah. <laughs> to work with it shows us so many places where we can grow or where we can practice or we can be of service you know yes even if it's making an advertising campaign or or helping somebody at the company that might need to a sounding board for a strategy Mm -hmm. um, I remember I asked you, how do you, because when I went through yoga teacher training, you know, you feel so relaxed and zen while you're going through the training and then Sunday night ends and you go back to work Monday and it's like, bam, 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 bam. And you got the kids and the, you know, all this stuff. And I asked you, how do you stay the same person? Because I feel like I'm two different people. I'm one person when I'm doing yoga and I'm meditating and I'm an entirely different person when I'm at work and you were giving me the same advice like it's a practice you can either practice um, impatience and practice um, you know having a negative attitude or you can practice mindfulness with each and every situation at work or at home yes um 
I think I I think there's a component that we need to bring into this equation, and that is being compassionate. Yeah, you know, compassion is a huge part of these practices, and I think that one of the things that we practice is we're little and and again I am I I love work and I love you know my country and I love my country of origin as well I mean all of that so it's not something against the system but in in general any society for us to be able to interact with each other teaches us how to be mm-hmm. um and that starts look at us as mothers we see it with our kids you know we reward what's right in our eyes and we give consequences which is another word for punishment honestly you know for something that it's not nice and we teach them how to say thank you even if they don't feel like it and how to eat their broccoli even if they don't feel like it and we do so we start becoming good practicing not trusting ourselves yeah or being harsh with ourselves you know like i don't like broccoli but i'm gonna eat it Mm-hmm. So we start that feeling of, of, of being disconnected with, with that, even though it's necessary, unavoidable in a way, as part of the human condition, that part becomes part of our belief system or the way we live, which mm-hmm. is I need to be. So now when I go to yoga and now it's Monday, I need to be centered. Yes. And then we bring <laughs> that all believe or being like bringing almost a whip you know behind ourselves like you need to be oh gosh you you lost it <laughs> and then we are making we are not making us a favor by that yes. and so part of the of the newness of breaking these old habits is bringing that compassion to ourselves and notice and notice only oh gosh I lost my center. I was very centered yesterday at yoga or this morning when I was meditating. It's noon and my boss already told me something that I didn't like and I wanted to yell at him. Yeah. Probably I yelled at him, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And instead of saying, oh, and then continue adding up to that negativity and to that uncenteredness, uh-huh. that's when the compassion we need to remember. And, and we start just by remembering remember compassion and sometimes we just remember the concept of compassion we cannot even feel the compassion but just the intention and we bring the intention like like if you were that little girl that didn't like her broccoli you know Mm -hmm. you don't you don't kick the girl you compassionately make it with butter or i don't know we, (laughs) we try to 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 convince and to and to make good habits in a different way. You know, you don't hit the girl because, and that's what we do with ourselves as adults. Yeah, you know, we we punish ourselves because we did not do something right. Mm-hmm. And so, little by little, bringing that awareness to to our work, mm-hmm. and then being present as we go. That's important. Yeah. You had us do some mindfulness um, reminders. One was to set a reminder on our phone <laughs> to just notice. Another one was, I can't remember, what was it? A little like wooden stone or something. We were supposed to set it on our desk. 
Another one was maybe a string we tied around our wrist. But I mean, all those little reminders really do help you stop and just notice. Right. You know, what happens is that, yeah, like you're just saying, you know, we go to the workshop, right? And then we now know that, yes, of course, it makes sense. I can be happy and we taste it. That's what's great about, about these practices that they, that they are very practical, that they, they really make our lives better. And who doesn't want to make their lives better? Who doesn't want to be happy? Yeah. You know, like raise your hand if you don't want to be happy. No one in the room is going to do that because of course that we do everything because we want to be happy and more at peace and live more fully. So these practices are a shortcut to getting there. You mm -hmm. know, we cannot be happy by looking in the wrong place and the wrong place are out anything that is outside of ourselves mm -hmm. and that's a huge other conversation but I want to go back to those reminders because for me and somebody sent me the other day <laughs> something on my phone they made a meme and said notice Patty Pinkney and because I sound like a record like a broken record just notice yes just notice just notice and that's 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 the first and most important part of the whole of, of the whole happiness in life uh concept yeah as you know i teach a class called the art of happiness that it's based on these principles and neuroscience and and the most important thing is to notice notice we cannot change anything if we are not present, if we don't notice that. Mm -hmm. And we cannot notice something if we are not present. Mm -hmm. So right now, right where you are, Hope, look around you. And even if you have been there a million times, and you, the listener, even if you have been there a million times in that room, try to look for something you had never noticed before. And it can be the way the sunlight is coming through the window, you know, that it had never, you have yeah. never noticed that before. And so, or the way you left your shoes there or whatever, if you notice, you have to be present. Yeah. So one of the most amazing ways of coming back to the present is by noticing something. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy. It's so not charged with emotions. You know, you can notice your shoes, you can notice whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so you notice something and you're back. So noticing, you know, we talk a lot about being in the present moment and we have all these nice thoughts and, and all this death that comes from there, but it's not easy being no. in the here and now. We just tend to go back and forward to the future and to, and to lamentations of the past or missing something of the past. Yes. And by noticing something, we come back to where you are and that's the only place where you can make a decision. That's mm -hmm. the only place where be well-being resides. I love that. And so notice something. It's very easy. And the way those exercises that you mentioned, like putting a reminding on your phone or, or putting a note or the little star, it was the little star, the yes. wooden star, <laughs> yes, <laughs> on your desk or something that every time you look at it, or for me, for instance, it has always been the number four. Every time I see a number oh. four, I take a deep breath and I remember why I'm here. I love that. Yeah. And so I see number fours all the time because they're everywhere. And so usually I just go 
ah, and then there's some gratitude or, or just being here, noticing something and I'm more present. And even if we're more present, I don't know, what do you want? 3%, yeah. four, five, six, it makes a huge difference. It does. It really does. And so you trained with all these masters, but what about back when you were <laughs> normal? <laughs> I am normal. I have news, I have news for you. <laughs> what about back before you were trained? <laughs> what about, what about that? Like how old were you when you started on this journey? Have you always been very spiritual or do you remember a time where you were quote unquote lost and just caught up in the grind, the to-do list, the... Not well, noticing. I think I think everything is a work in progress. I can tell you present times, you know, that sometimes I go like, oops, I'm totally lost in this, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I notice <laughs> apply the same the same principles. Always a beginner, I would say. Yeah. Um, but well, let me let me just start by saying that you, me, them, the listeners. We all are made of the same thing. We all are deeply spiritual. Actually, we are spiritual beings mm -hmm. living this experience, right? That's what we need to remember and to start living from more than remembering as a concept. First, we remember as a concept, mm -hmm. but, but I'm willing to bet that everyone listening in today knows that already. You have a sense that you there's do. more. You know, there's more, you, everyone. So I was not the only one who didn't, let me put it that way. Instead of I was the special one who did, because we all know that we all have that sense. There's not, there's more. I think, honestly, I believe that that's why people love to pursue happiness mm -hmm. because we know it exists. Yeah. You know, if we wouldn't know it exists, this deep, happy forever place we wouldn't be looking for it yeah we're all How can made you... from joy and that's our that's what we're pulled towards absolutely and if you wouldn't know that somewhere in your being you cannot relate to something that doesn't exist yeah. that you have never tasted before you know like like you cannot have a reference like if i tell you something that exists in another planet and describe the kubiduki kluki yeah do you know what i'm talking about no no and then right. i start describing it at, you know you will have to go back to what you already know yeah and i would have to describe the colors that you already know and the forms that you already know yeah. and the things through your senses that you already know mm -hmm. so when we are looking for that deep happiness you wouldn't know what it is if you wouldn't know already what it is right but we get disconnected from that you know, so all of us have that huge potential. So going back to my own story, I sense that since a very young age, but I remember a specific time when probably I was, I don't know, 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And as a young teenage girl, I was rearranging my room and, and I was putting, you know, moving everything and, and there was a potted plant. And one of the walls in my room was mirrors. And as I moved that potted plant, I had the feeling that I was not entirely there. Oh. I had this feeling of I'm missing something. And I, and I remember turning into the, the, the mirror who, that yeah. was like the, that whole wall. 
and opening my eyes and saying, wake up, wake up, wake up. And because my eyes are a little loopy, (laughs) anyone who knows me knows that my eyes are a little loopy. I used to, at that moment, I thought it's because I cannot open my eyes completely and it feels like I'm in a dream. Yeah. yeah, that's your soul, like waking, trying to shake you and wake you up. Yes, I was aware that I was not fully aware. Yeah. I There was something in me that knew I was not totally present. Yeah. And I remember that moment with such presence. It's like it, like, like I had an awakening mm-hmm. of, oh, there's another way of living, which is not this dream state that it's like we're sleeping but we're not right and um and so so i was what 13 years old then and then um yeah did you think at that time like oh i'm gonna be a nun i'm gonna devote my life to the church or (laughs) that is so funny because when i was little i wanted to be a nun (laughs) i wanted to be a nun but i did not like the god as described to me Uh i had another sense of god different yeah. Um, than what I was taught in, in my church. Um, but I liked boys a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew, I knew, no, that's not going to be my path. Right. <laughs> yeah. I like boys. <laughs> <laughs> but you kept that awareness, it sounds like. You know, another thing that I have seen through my, through my journey is that life has this intelligence of its own. One of my favorite, favorite um, thoughts to go by is one of Paul, Paula D'Arcy's um, phrases that say, God comes to you disguised as your life. Oh, I adore that. Um, not only as a concept, but it's true. It is I so mean, true. It is so, so true. Um, there's another poem that I love and I cannot remember it exactly how it goes, but the what it says is, my heart stands still in reverence for God is passing by. Mm. And literally, God is passing by right this moment, right here with you and I. And I don't like to use the word God because God and love and those beautiful, incredible words are so charged. Yeah. You know, we have been taught ideas and concepts about what love is we have all suffered because of love Mm -hmm. love does not make us suffer that's something else Mm -hmm. you know but love is so misinterpreted or they or you immediately go into yeah but i'm not married well that that's not that doesn't have anything to do with love yeah or, or god does not have anything to do with punishment and most of us think it's almost santa claus like keeping a list if you're yeah. naughty or nice you know mm-hmm. and no I mean it's as we have lived more fully we can also start living this reality of of God as as that total beauty of that total happiness that we keep looking for mm-hmm. you know that's what that's what we're looking for we're all pursuing happiness well sometimes I like to change the word God for life or happiness or mm-hmm. joy or peace you know, I yeah. think those those can be a better better prompts than than God for a lot of people. But thinking about that concept of God 
comes to you, disguised as your life, or happiness comes to you, or wisdom comes to you, disguised as your life. Mm-hmm. If we really pay attention and notice and be and be actively participating in this life and letting life do its part, it takes us and gives us what we need. Yeah. Even though sometimes we cannot see it, it's us that cannot see it, not not life. Yeah. So in my own journey, life had a way to bring me to the paths that I needed to see. And I had, as I, I, I think I mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast, I did have, have I, I lived a deep sadness, you know, I had, I had a deep sadness in me, which actually helped me. It's almost ironic that I teach the art of happiness, but yeah. really, but really, I have found different, a, a huge difference and, yeah. and a depth in life that I at some point thought it was only for St. Francis of Assisi or for Mickey Singers, <laughs> for the yeah. Mickey Singers in the world or for, um, and of course I understand that there's a lot of development and I still have a long way to go and growth. Um, and yet, this is all, I mean, all of, all of the joy is possible for, for me, for you, for them, for everyone. And um, as, we, as we're open to that, as, as we have our intentions clear, and as we practice more and more, you know, these amazing opportunities come um, disguised as our lives. <laughs> you know, I, I was struggling with motherhood, um, mothering my strong-willed child <laughs> and just thinking like, I, I don't know why I'm just not cut out for this. <laughs> and then I heard Eckhart Tolle say, um, he was doing a live Q and a, and the lady kind of asked the same question, like, how do I practice? How can I be present with my child? And, you know, she's screaming and throwing a tantrum. And he said, you know, look at it as she is your greatest path to spiritual enlightenment. <laughs> like this is, you know, the, the practice of patience and love. And, and so I, it completely changed the way I looked at parenting. Um, and I'm definitely not a saint, but I try to remind myself like this is, this is part of my lesson, part of my practice. Yes, well, first of all, you're a pretty amazing being. I know you well. <laughs> and um, yes, I think I think I um, I can relate to that. I had a, a I had two two boys, you know, very different, and one very strong-willed, and the other one, uh, you know, I would say that almost enlightened in my view when I was yeah. really little, you know, yeah. and I, and, and both presented their own uniqueness and challenges because uh-huh. I had to be on my toes in different ways for both of them. And, and again, you know, just like work, that's not an exception of how we can bring our practices into that. And yeah, sometimes those, those lessons don't, don't taste very nicely, but, but those are the opportunities that we have to, to grow. And they yeah. teach us word of, or to put more more of that. Do you feel like it's a good idea to like? Do you reflect at the end of the day and sort of think back over the lessons, or how do you how do you kind of stay mindful of those? Yes, I go back to notice. You know, I try I try 
to do my best to notice. I still have, like, there are certain things that sometimes I just go back and I say, wow, this used to, to bother me. And, and now I don't even remember how that feels. You know, mm -hmm. I just, it's part of life. I don't mind anymore. And then there are other things that I still go, wow, 25 years practicing this and it shows up and it still moves me or shakes me. Yeah. Um, and I see the opportunities to, to, to continue to grow. And again, you know, that's, I, that's why I think these principles are so wonderful because it's almost about unlearning, not so much as learning. If we take a few practices and, and focus really and, and do our best every day with them, we don't have to change them that often, you know? Mm -hmm. When um, one of the amazing things that happened to me when I was very young, in my 20s, um, I went to a trip in, to Oaxaca in Mexico and I went into a hole, of, hole in the wall, like nothing, like I don't know why I went there to eat literally, but anyway, I was eating <laughs> there and, and uh, I was uh, there with my ex-husband and, 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 and then this guy, joined I mean he, he came into the the restaurant and we ended up asking him to sit with us anyway we had a great conversation he left he was American he left at that time we were living in Mexico and um, fast forward six months and somebody called Mike's husband and said that they ha they had a, a good venture capital opportunity or something and they flew to Chicago and it was this guy that we really? had met at the restaurant. Yes. Wow. But we had discussed at that time I was practicing mindfulness through um, the, the path of, of Auspensky and, and Gurdjieff who are very modern, modern saints, I would say, modern mindfulness mm -hmm. masters. And he had been born at, at the commune of one of them, he was older. I mean, it was incredible, an incredible coincidence. Yeah. So he became my, my mentor. And at that time, there was no internet, imagine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had fax machines. Yeah. So we would fax each other and he would fly and meet me at the airport in Mexico City, teach me for a whole day wow. about mindfulness and spirituality, and then fly back to where he was living in Portland. And that happened for a couple of years. He was my wow. I, and, and I was incredibly lucky to have yeah. that. He gave me one book and he said, don't stop reading this book until you get it. And hope I'm still reading that book. Wow. And it is the simplest book. Like if I give you that book, you'll say, okay, I understand it. And of course, the first time I read it, I thought I got this. It's, mm -hmm. it's not at all. A complicated book yeah I my mind understood it it's very very difficult to embody those principles yes to master those principles mm -hmm. so I keep going back and sometimes I just open it and I go wow I had never I didn't remember this or I can apply this to this moment that yeah. is challenging right now or something and and you know there's always opportunity to embody more <laughs> let me put mm -hmm. it that way you know so I hope that that answers that question yeah you know we don't need a lot of stuff we just need to to practice constantly 
honestly, to the best of our abilities, without any ideas mm -hmm. of perfection and with compassion towards ourselves and others. Yeah, I totally agree. And then I think after the noticing, maybe, I don't know if it's the next step, but Michael Singer, you said you he's your... I don't know which word you used. Teacher, I would Teacher, say. Teacher, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so he, if you don't know, he wrote uh, The Untethered Soul, which you really need to read. But um, anyway, he says that focus on surrendering the low-hanging fruit first. Yes. You know, like letting go when you have such a aversion to the weather. You wake up and you're like, oh, it's raining. And just practice letting go, surrendering to what is. And then, you know, move up to traffic, you know, oh, traffic's bad. <laughs> Do you feel like you practice that in your life, Patty? Yes, yes, for sure. I mean, there's low hanging fruit and not so low hanging yeah. fruit. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, but, you know, Michael Singer and, and, and you know, he has online talks right now yeah. when the pandemic and they are available and free on his website. Oh, I didn't know they were free so, right now. Yes. And so that's a great resource for anyone who wants to hear, in my opinion, a real teacher, a real master sharing some tips um, and his fun also. Um, I love him. So yeah, it's practicing with a very, with things that don't have a lot of emotional charge. Although I can tell you that traffic can have emotional charge or the weather or things, but it, they're not personal. At least right. we know they're not personal, mm -hmm. you know? And it's not like what you were describing with, with our like intense children. <laughs> that might yes. be not so long, low hanging fruit. But that those things are very, very important. Or just practicing, you know, just, just as we drive, um, or as we walk around the house, washing dishes, for me, that's important. Something, for instance, I hear a lot of my students saying, I don't have time, Patty. I don't have time for meditation. I don't have time to listen to these dogs. I don't have time. And I said, do you wash, brush your teeth? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, use that time. Say, just as I'm brushing my teeth, I'm going to say my mantra. Like it, and it can be, I'm ready for today. Mm -hmm. you know, or it can be anything or just as I'm brushing my teeth, I'm going to be present. I'm going to feel the sensation of the toothbrush in my mouth or yeah. do, you brush, do you wash the dishes? Okay. Use that time. Yeah. Wash the dishes. And the magic happens that you start enjoying, deeply enjoying washing the dishes. I love that example of washing the dishes because I was the one that I really disliked washing <laughs> And that practice has made it fun for me. Now I'm looking forward sometimes to wash the dishes because, yeah. because being present feels good. Yeah. Most of the time, not, not our thoughts, not the, not the present thoughts, mm -hmm. but, but the presence in itself feels so yummy. And as we get more familiar with that presence, who is you, the real you, mm -hmm. you start accessing that part um, in an easier way and bring more yumminess to our lives. Yes. And what's magic is that, <laughs> I say magic, but <laughs> it's that that energy flows towards others around us. That's so true. in a way, it's service. It it's is. service to everyone around us and to everything around us. It is. When I'm in the bathroom washing my hands at work, 
I try to make eye contact with myself in the mirror and it's like I, it jolts me awake again, you know, and I'm like, there, there I am. I'm here. And you're right, because then I'm going to be way more present with the patient that I go see. Right, right, right. And that in itself is huge service. Yeah. If, you know, we don't we don't really we are so unaware of the energy that we bring into everything that we do. I don't know, I, oh yes, we watched it together. I remember I brought it once to the teacher training, to the yoga teacher training, and we watched that, um, Joan Bolte Taylor is her name? Yes, Jill, yes. Jill Bolte Jill, Taylor. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and how she, she talks about when she had that stroke, yes. she could feel the energy of the people and how there was a nurse that would come into the room that was always, she didn't mm -hmm. say in a bad mood, but she had this dense energy and how she felt how that was painful for her. Mm -hmm. And the difference when somebody else was kind and gentle and came to her, even though she didn't understand with her mind, but she could sense the energy of people and how some people felt good yeah. and some people felt harsh. Mm -hmm. We all, we all, we all have that capacity. We might not be able to sense it like she had. She was sensitive because of her stroke, but we all bring an energy into everything that we do. So when you describe that, I get chills because mm -hmm. I'm thinking, what a beautiful service you do to your patients by being, you know, bringing that energy more so to a doctor or to something. You know, they might be having challenge or something and you bring that energy to them that's that's beautiful and, and then I forget by the next patient I forget <laughs> but of maybe course. maybe every fifth patient of course we all do and that's why it's a practice and that's why it's about remembering and keeping it simple and being kind to ourselves and other you know yeah the same yeah but no you are amazing I know that well thank you do you have any advice for women who are men who are just starting out on their journey and they're trying to balance the busyness of life. I know you said to notice. Do you have any other yes. suggestions? You know, starting with those things that we can manage, you know, don't start with, with I am going to meditate. I'm going to meditate, read for one hour. Then I'm going to meditate <laughs> for another hour. Then I'm going to do one hour of Hatha yoga. And then, yeah. I'm going, you know, because in three days, you're going to say, no, this is not for me. Right. <laughs> you know, start, start with nuggets. Start yeah. with nuggets. Start with five minutes of sitting down and counting from one to a hundred. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to notice that you got to five and then you were thinking about dinner. So it doesn't matter. Just start like that. Bring that compassion and kindness to yourself. Like, think about this. I, if I, first of all, I want to say, you have no idea what's possible to you, for you. You have no idea. And you might say, yeah, but you know, I've done these awful things and I have these situations and, and the circumstances of my life and the pandemic and, you know, yes, of course, but, but just, just entertain the idea that you might have no idea of what greatness is possible for you. And I'm not saying it from an idealistic point of view. If we would have three hours, I will tell you many stories about challenges mm -hmm. that have appeared in my life. So I'm not saying it from a yay point, just, just, just from from a, a deep part of, of knowing how what everyone is made of and, and the power of our intention. Yeah. So 
start by what are the reasons that I want to be more balanced or be or feel better or whatever? What are the reasons? And and write them down and and entertain the idea that those are possible for you. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the ways that I like to use affirmation is is saying um, I can experience yeah. so and so instead of saying I am happy let's say I'm I'm sad or 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 I'm afraid or I am angry or something instead of saying I am happy I am at peace you know sometimes don't they don't feel we, we even have aversion towards yeah. those words because they don't sound true Mm-hmm. you know but if we use the words i can experience happiness yeah that opens the door to the possibility that we can and it doesn't force us to change an energy that is almost impossible to change at that That's moment true. it brings compassion to our to our own affirmation yeah. i can experience and i can assure you i mean and this is i'm giving you my word and i don't say this lightly that you can experience feeling happiness you can experience feeling secure you can experience feeling joy and so so that opens the door to it and sometimes we just need to open the door to that another way that I like to use affirmations and those are simple things that you can use at any level I insist beginner forever you know Mm -hmm. so at any level but also when you are just starting is to use I let go of my desire of blank instead of I let go of blank I let go of my anger but I let go of my desire of control for instance I let go of my desire of of security or exactly Mm -hmm. exactly exactly so we let go of the desire we don't let go of the thing Mm -hmm. because that way when when we don't care anymore we don't care anymore it's easy to let it it doesn't matter if it is there or not. Mm-hmm. You know, think about when you were at a time that you were in love. Yeah. Like deeply in love. You know, like you wake up in the morning, yay! Yeah. And you don't care. I mean, you have a pimple, you couldn't care less. Right. And somebody yells at you, hey, you, and you, you're like, hey, I hope you have a great day. Bye. Right. You know, like you really don't care because your inner state is in love. Yeah. Your, your inner state feels love your heart is open Uh right you don't desire controlling the guy that just yelled you a bad word or the pimple on your face or you don't desire to control anything you are simply happy well that lives in you we just closed our hearts no it's true it does live inside all of us yes so i let go of the desire when we let go of those desires we can open our hearts Mm -hmm. that's so more gently yeah (laughs) <laughs> do you, so where can our listeners find you? Do you have an online, you said you teach the happiness class. Is that going on right now or that's just? I, I don't have it. I don't have anything right now, but I can give you my email address if anyone wants to email me and then get into my email list. Oh, okay. We will let you know. Um, and my email address is patricia at remastrategy.com. R-I-M-A strategy. Com. And I'll put it in the show notes too. 
Okay, that's wonderful. Thank you. Yes, and what you know, what I do is I do chief um, chief marketing officer services, and I'm an expert in Latino market growth. So, but but again, my my life mission, I would say, is to, as I was telling you when I was 13 years old, to wake up more and more. Yes. <laughs> and I love to share that with others. Thank you so much, Patty. Such rich wisdom. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's always beautiful for me to connect with you, Hope. You know, I love you and I I um, just love, love to be with you. So thank, thank you so you, much Patty. for this opportunity. It's beautiful. All right, y'all. That was amazing. I have like 16 take-home points. You don't want to miss this summary. Number one, Patty says growth, mindfulness, and living life more fully are everything. They're the reasons we're alive. Everything in our lives is a practice. Work, parenting, relationships, we get really good at what we practice, whether this is sadness, being righteous, being impatient, whatever. We get better at what we practice. Number three, if we can begin to practice mindfulness and noticing in our everyday lives, this will first impact our thoughts, which will affect our habits, which will eventually change our consciousness. Once we taste this amazing alternative to the way we've always done things, we'll bring this awareness to our everyday lives and become better and better at it. We'll stop feeding our emotions and be able to think, it is what it is, and we'll move on when we're triggered. Number four, attitude and energy permeate everything. Work is no exception. It gives us so much material to practice presence and mindfulness. Number five, being compassionate with ourselves is a huge part of our practice. We can become aware when we're not trusting ourselves or when we're being harsh with ourselves. We tell ourselves we should be this or that. If we beat ourselves up, this adds more, more negativity and uncenteredness. Remember compassion even if you can't practice it at the moment. Number six, happiness is inside each of us. Just notice this is the first and most important step in the happiness concept. Just notice. Number seven, we can't change anything if we're not present and noticing. To notice, you have to be present. It's not charged with emotion. You're just noticing. By noticing, we come back to who we are. Number eight, the present moment is the only place where we can make a decision. It's the only place where well-being resides. Number nine, use a simple trick like picking a number. Patty says the number four always reminds her to stop, notice, and be present. She takes a deep breath when she sees or hears this number and remembers why she's alive. Number 10, we're all spiritual beings having a human experience. We all have inside of us a sense that there's more to our existence than our human bodies. This is why we pursue happiness, because we're created from joy part of our essence. So it makes sense that we're pulled towards this. It's a deep knowing inside each of us, but we get disconnected from it and find ourselves living in a dream state. Being aware that you're aware is the first step. Number 11, life has intelligence of its own. Patty um, quoted this line from a poem. My heart stands still in reverence for God is passing by. And then she also quoted Paula de Arce. God is comes to you disguised as your life. 
She says, life guides us and gives us what we need. Our job is to notice. Opportunities come to us disguised as life. Parenting and work also come to us disguised as our life. Number 12, unlearning is as important as learning. Number 13, practice surrender. Pick the non-personal things first, the things Michael Singer calls low-hanging fruit like weather, traffic, washing dishes, etc. Number 14, use something simple like brushing your teeth as a time to say a mental mantra like, I am ready for the day. Or use this time to simply notice the flavor of the toothpaste or the feel of the bristles. Number 15, you have no idea what's possible for you. What are the reasons you want to be more balanced and intentional? Patty says to write these down. Number 17, frame your self-talk as, I can experience blank. Instead of saying like, I am happy, you would say, I can experience happiness. This opens us up to the possibility rather than feeling like we're lying to ourselves. This helps bring compassion to our own affirmation. Thanks again, y'all. Go to my website, hopethepa.com, if you'd like more information on things that Patty mentioned. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. If you like this podcast and think someone else could benefit, please share it. I'd also love for you to write a review on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify or Apple. And lastly, if you would like more of the same, come over to my website, hopethepa.com. Thank y'all for listening.